As always, thanks for listening. It's pretty cool that you're still listening after 14 episodes. We appreciate it. Oh, we appreciate it. All right, so this is the podcast where we talk all things Cleveland. It's, uh, you know, as the name implies, we discuss a little bit about what makes it, well, like, what, what, what's it like to live in Cleveland? You know, this food we eat here, stuff we, uh, drinks that we like to drink here, craft beer, it's a fun thing we, we talk about all the time. And then, of course, Parks, events, um, social efforts that are going on in the city. Anything Cleveland we discuss. Sports, of course, although we're kind of in a slight dead zone for sports right now. But anyways, how are we doing today, guys? Pretty solid. No, it's been great. Like the last few days. It's been a great week so far. (laughs) Anyway. Is it just another week? (laughs) Well, you know. Just another another week. week. Oh, my. Okay. Um, Yeah, so... Whew. So as you guys can can tell, I'm doing the intro this week, so apologize. Wait, you sounds are? Sounds terrible. Yeah, oh, I'm yeah. still here. Dan, Dan is here. He's okay. He's okay. He needed a break. The, the pressure was getting to him. So, uh, as always, though, please please follow us on our social media outlets. We have Instagram at Living Off the Land Pod, Twitter at LOTL Podcast Two One Six, and Facebook. You can search us with the new tag feature at Living Off The Land Pod. Um, and a final reminder, this might be probably the last week we do this because you guys are probably used to hearing this now, but we're gonna do for our reviews, we're doing a pizza place, a brewery, and a place with a patio each week. So, yeah. So that's right. So uh, also we're gonna touch on our uh, LOTL basketball team. Are we kind of the Lotto basketball team or the LOTL basketball team? Oh, it's hashtag LOTL. Hashtag LOTL. Hashtag is on the uniform. Well, it wasn't on the paper. Well, that's... It wasn't on my script. You know what? (laughs) Uh, We are 3-0. Yeah. Yeah, 3-0. Another dub. How how was the game, Dan? You want to go through that real quick? Uh, It was a struggle this week. Oh, okay. Okay. I actually played for like five minutes. Did you score any points? Yeah. I hit my one and only shot. 100%. 100% from three, baby. You don't even oh. see that in the NBA. That's right. 100%. No, I only played for five minutes because my ankle started cracking. So Oof. Uh, I didn't That's go back problem. in. So I hit one shot and then got <laughs> and like... Got then like you got the and, cracks. Got like up and down the court twice and I'm like, get me the hell out. Just oh, started, okay. Just started crumbling like a bag of Rice Krispies. That's, <laughs> That's unfortunate. No, yeah. Uh, out of necessity, I'll have to play a lot more this week because... I heard we're going to have a lot of guys, guys out. I'm hoping to play. I really am. It just, Father's it Day. It just depends on what's going on with Father's Day. They need stuff. you, Jordan. We need you. I'm pretty sure y'all don't. But so does Daddy. <laughs> Daddy needs him. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. 
Uh, <laughs> oh man. Oh Is guys. To papa? <laughs> okay. okay. Guys. Nobody's seen Big Daddy? No, I haven't. Come on. I have not seen I saw it. Oh my minutes. gosh. I saw five minutes. Jimmy. Was ten years Help ago. Me. Jimmy, Jimmy oh, looks okay. like a guy Thank that you. Jimmy looks like a Steve guy that Buscemi. Seen he him. plays the homeless dude. I, okay. <laughs> oh no, actually that's not Steve Buscemi, that's Rob Schneider. Wow. It's wow. he plays the uh, What an insult to He plays the foreign the uh the European uh uh Takeout delivery guy. Okay. okay anyway. <laughs> well, we have a debate to settle. Totally off track. We have a debate to settle. <clears throat> it's not a debate. Okay. That's I right. thought it was going to be a debate. To me, it's not a debate. It's really not a debate. All right. Well, here, here we want to get something out here. So we were, uh, last night, me, Dan, and our buddy Abe uh, checked out a brewery, which we'll talk about later. Um, you'll have to wait and see which one. Although we've already announced it on the intro, so whatever. Um, and then after that, we want some food. So we decided to go to Barrio in Lakewood, a very popular place. We thought Wednesday night, 8.30, no way there's going to be a long line. Well, that's kind of naive of us because I've been there a hundred times and there's always a long line. 45-minute wait for three people. So we're like, <clears throat> not going to do it. Kind of brought up a discussion, though. Why is Barrio always so ridiculously crowded? Like, it's not like we get that it's a popular place. But I don't really, and it's a fun place, it's a unique place, it really is a unique place, but I don't understand why it's always so crowded that you have to wait almost an hour, two an hour or more, to, just to, see, to sit. Um, I don't know, it was kind of weird. And that got us to talking, you know, another weird thing that was brought up with Barrio, Cleveland Scene Magazine, the voters voted Barrio's best Mexican food, which is a little silly. I don't, I don't get, I don't get that because there's better places. We've talked about the better places, but there's much better places. Yeah, much more authentic places. Yeah, much more Mexican places. Yeah, I will say though, barrio, barrio, We're quiet with the authentic. But yeah, you don't know. I'm just kidding. Uh, I barrio, do know. <laughs> barrio though, I will say there they, are certain aspects of barrio that are very. Authentic. They are authentic because the meats. A lot of the way they prepare some of the meats is authentic. The corn tortillas. It doesn't take much to make that authentic, but it is. They have pico, they have the cilantro and onion toppings. And I think they have the best chips and salsa. They do have really good chips and salsa. They do mm. have really good chips and salsa. Um, and it's cheap. It's very cheap to eat there. Two of those tacos fill up the average person. Three if you're really hungry. That's only nine bucks. Chips and salsa are free. The drinks are a little pricey, but you don't have to get drinks. I like it. It's a good place. I just don't get the... I, I just don't get, like, the... <laughs> Obsession where it's always jam packed. I don't. I don't get that. But. That honestly, all right. Because there are certain places, or I would think certain places, where it makes complete sense. A place that just come like completely knocks your socks off. You expect it to be packed all the time. Like my my thought is for a place like Mabel's, which I consider to be the best barbecue in the city. To me, that That's makes sense. That's also false. But well, proper pig. Agree to disagree. You're wrong. Yes. Okay. Listen, to this. Listen to this guy. But my point being, like that's that's a place that I expect to be packed every night just because of what it is. Like I consider it to be the best barbecue that I've had so far in the city. Mm -hmm. It's a Michael Simon restaurant, things of that sort. Okay, that makes sense. For Barrio, I've been. Barrio's good. I don't I don't disagree that it's good. Right. But just this sudden eruption of like popularity and now they're expanding and they're doing See, all this. See, the expanding makes sense. Um, I don't have an issue with the expansion. Um, I'm worried about the food quality might go down a bit. Uh, I will say that's for sure. That's something I'm thinking about. One thing that bugs me, actually, the only, pretty much the only thing aside from the crowds that bothers me about Barrio is that they don't warm up their tortillas. For the life of me, I don't understand why the tortillas are always cold. Mm. It's so weird to me. It's so strange. Like, I've never... Yeah. That's so bizarre. 
You can't blame them, though, for being busy all the time. It's not their fault. No, no, no. I'm not blaming them for being busy. It's like a cult, though. It's weird. Like, I just get... It's just like, why does everyone only go to this place? Because people are lame. (laughs) I mean, I... No, it's I, everyone falls into a people, rut. People do fall into ruts. They fall into they a rut, into and then rut. it's just like, oh, have you heard of Barrio? Everyone's heard of Barrio, right. and quite frankly, it does take me off that it's packed every single time. Because just for once, I would like to be able just to go to Barrio and not have to wait an hour and a half for a table. Do you know the only time I've done that when I didn't have to wait an hour and a half? I saw Thrice with Kyle Harriger and his one buddy, Mike. We got there at 1.30 on a Sunday night, and we only had to wait five minutes. Wait, what? Like 1.30 in the oh, morning? Oh, a.m., a.m. How late did they open? Till like two, two thirty every 2:30 day. Two thirty every day. 2:30. Okay, I was gonna say. Shoot. Another cool thing about them, they are a true. No, late and that's night great, snack. but it's just every. Yeah, no, I get it. It's it's weird to me. I have not been able to enjoy Barrio for like a long time. Like well, I you said, don't I, like crowds. I hate crowds. Yeah, I don't necessarily but, but like crowds. But, but again, like that's not their fault. You know what else I hate? Those stupid teenagers that always go to Barrio. Like it's like Barrio, it's like the, it's like the in thing. Like I like I understand. Like it's annoying. That they're busy all the time. You can't like. Oh, I'm not fucking Barrio. You can't Barrio dock for them for being busy all the time. No, oh, fact, I dock them. Obviously, they're oh, happy. You're just so being. Points. You're just being a hater. You're being unreasonable. You're being a real hater. I dock them so many points for being, being busy. Re- okay, so I don't dock them points. I just can't stand the fact that everyone. So else like, what happens? What happens down. if like don't uh, back down? What happens if Brunuts had a hundred people in there every time you went there? Would you still go to Brunuts? Yeah, because it's worth it. Okay. Oh, this goes back to the worth it. No, he did. To be fair, he did say that earlier. He did say that earlier. No, Barrio's good, but to me, Barrio is not worth right. an hour and a half wait and being jam packed every single. Well, no, night. and that's what we decided last night. Well, yeah, we're and, like, we went that, to Buckeye Beer Engine. Like, yeah, and that, we got that's food. that's your opinion. We, I mean, yeah. everybody's entitled to their opinion. Um, like that's your opinion because you don't like long crowds and like or long crowds. You don't like big crowds and long waits. And short stuff. crowds. Yeah. If they're yeah. short people, though, he's all about it. <laughs> I can't say long anyway, crowds. Though. Yeah. Well, that- no, but but like for like for me like like I'll bring up Brunuts again. Like Brunuts is fine for me, but for me to pay over three dollars for a single donut, plus three dollars, is like obnoxious to me. Because I, I I look at that and I know that's not their dozen price, but I I, I equate that to a dozen as being thirty six dollars for a dozen donuts. But it's not though. I no. know, but so I don't three dollars like a donut yeah, should not be more than like a dollar, so dollar fifty. I, I mean, they're enormous donuts. I'm just saying, like, like, like I'm just saying, like, like for instance, like Spartan nuts or whatever. So that's Paul's thing for Barrio because he doesn't like yeah, crowds. Yeah. My thing, like for a place like Brunuts, is it's I think obscenely overpriced. So I disagree, just, man. Those donuts are something else. Those donuts are something else. No You're do- wrong, Dan. This no, time I'm agreeing no with do- Paul. No donut is worth that much. For right. anyone who would like to pick a fight, please tag me on our Facebook page or find me at Chef Baker on Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. I'm inviting yeah. it. So, but, but, but <laughs> also, no, like, like Jordan said, like our resident Mexican uh, compadre here, uh, uh, I don't know where we're going with no, this, but. No, <laughs> <laughs> I really have no idea. I know where we're going with this. But no, it, it like, the original question was, is Barrio real Mexican? It is, to me. It has, it has, it has a lot it of It has a lot of, has like, a lot of elements, Mexican yeah. elements. Is it a taqueria? No. Well, this like, is why I hear a lot of people say Chipotle is fake. No, actually, Chipotle's barbacoa, not carni- the carnitas they have, uh, the pico de gallo they have, all that stuff is very much straight up Mexican. Yeah. Now, obviously, you don't, you're not going to find these, like, it's commercial. Little, it's commercializing yeah, it's corporate. Yeah, but you're but, not going to have, like, all those things on a burrito. And, and, and eventually, and, Barrio could... Could not not saying it's going to become that big. Like it's going to become right. nationwide because there are like 
Like in Columbus, there's a barrio, right. but it's not called that. Mm-hmm. I can't remember what it's called. You know what I say though? Get bigger. Expand to the Midwest. Do it. I Make mean, money. If they're that busy all the time, I can understand them opening up new restaurants around the city. Well, a lot of people start. One thing, I, one last thing I want to say about this. A lot of people got really mad when Barrio opened the Willoughby location. I'm like, that's really why. There's a lot of people. Willoughby's a fun little town. For do one. they have one in Willoughby? I they thought it was Cleveland now. Heights. No, they have one in Willoughby. Say both. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh. Willoughby's a fun town. A lot of east side people don't want to go all the way to the west side, and maybe they don't want to go all the way to, to Cleveland Heights. And it's the it's the it. it's the east side west side like debate well, or whatever. Like, I don't think it's I'm happy like for land the wars. I, my, I grew up with Willoughby because my grandparents lived in there, so every time I'd visit Cleveland, we went to Willoughby. What up, I'm Eastsiders? <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm happy that Willoughby is is getting fun places like that. Like, I don't I don't, I don't I think don't it has think. anything to do though with it being in Willoughby, like specifically like. The town of Willoughby. For someone like me, and, I, and this is where I think it is, it's a frustration of like you keep expanding, you keep expanding, you can't keep the same quality. An example is Melt. Melt used to be one location. Yeah, Melt, Melt, Melt now has, I think, nine locations. They have a lot of locations. Yeah. They have one out close to my folks in Canton. They've got one down in Dayton. Yeah. They used to use like local beef, local produce, things like that. They don't anymore. It's commercialized. And so that's the thing where it's like you take something that's special because for me, quality is really important. So you would take something like that and you spread it out. They sold out. You know, I'm, yeah, I mean, I'm Well, I, I have like yet that. to see that the food quality has gone down at Barrio. So until that happens, I'm not going to complain about it. But. Well, I... Is it Condado? Huh? Condado. Condado. Is that what it is? Condado. In Columbus? Yeah, Columbus. yeah I think so. <coughs> yeah. It it's it's literally the same thing. They have, yeah. like, skeletons painted on the I'm, walls I'm in there. i the decorations. There are these skeletons. It looks like Barrio. <clears throat> yeah, it's crazy. Um, so... Yeah, we uh, did. We put a poll up about no. We put a poll up about I I I hob. Yeah, we we're gonna put a poll up about bar. Yeah, we'll, yeah, break, let's we'll do bring that. Up well, actually, we'll do that right now. Someone do that. Jimmy, Paul, somebody. I'll like, do it. I'll yeah. do it. I gotta. I don't have my. Uh, <laughs> Says the guy who has the computer open. I didn't bring my computer, so well. Quick, somebody right. bring a poll. <laughs> that being said, taste of uh, taste of scene. Scene magazine. Taste, taste of, of scene. The taste of scene mag. Scene magazine. Just um, two different things. Scene, yes, yeah, I know. Scene mag. These these results have been out for a little bit, but they're um, the best. They're gonna have a best of food and drinks festival this summer. So, uh, you know, just kind of going off of the barrio thing we talked about. We'll talk about this more a little later because for when we when we preview all the events, um, is it the best of Cleveland live? Or yeah. no, that's best of Cleveland. Oh wow, that's a t- no, I'm, no I'm, best of Cleveland live. Yeah, that's, wait, that's like a, no, that's a different. That's Cleveland magazine. Cleveland scene has best food and drink uh, festivals this summer. That was actually an article. Um, my bad. Uh, best of Cleveland. I, I, I'm oh, no, sorry, the Cleveland I scene up. is also doing. They're doing live. the best of Cleveland live. Yeah, that's what that is. Because that's Cleveland magazine. That's Cleveland scene. No, is it scene or yeah, Cleveland? It's Cleveland scene. Uh, there's also a best of Cleveland party they always do each year from Cleveland magazine. Do you see the link? It says scene. Oh, okay. That's weird. That they. No, no, no. I see what you're saying. <laughs> it, I'm just. That's just weird to me because there is Cleveland magazine has a best of Cleveland party. They do the same thing okay, scene magazine yeah. does. So no, my bad. This, I apologize. Okay. No, I see what you're saying. But this. I apologize. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll discuss that a little bit later. Um, we'll clarify later. Yeah, but for now, let's hop right into some some reviews that we got into the. the this week we're a little light this week so bear with us but we still have some fun stuff to talk about um so breweries we're gonna start there bottle house brewery started in the east side in cleveland heights um they're known for having barrel aged uh beers as well as meat uh, if you haven't had meat it's a it's a bizarre drink um 
Yeah, you had it last night. Though, yeah, and I had it. I had it one time before. It's a strange drink. The only thing I can compare it to is like really strong tasting wine. Um, yeah. Strong tasting yeah. wine. Because I asked the lady, "How do you drink this? Like, how much is too much?" And she's like, "Oh, you would treat it as wine. So, however much wine you're comfortable drinking, drink meat in the same way." Huh. Um, and they only sell it in little five ounces is the biggest glass you can get. Okay, so you, they, you, a popular thing is for three bucks you get a two ounce sample, which sounds crazy, but it's it's a it's very strong. So right, like, so you're not gonna, you don't chug it. Like, yeah, yeah, so it's gonna last longer. Okay. So yeah, this is a very unique brewery. They they kind of um, they dabble in in both beer and mead and other hybrid drinks. I guess is one way you could put it. Um, I hope you're pulling up the mm-hmm. okay. Yeah. Um, so it's fun, Dan. Uh, what are your before we get into the metrics? What, what were your first thoughts on uh, Bottle House? Uh, and keep was, in mind, we did the Lakewood. We haven't been to. Yeah, the we went to the one on Madison last yeah. night. Um, I thought it was cool. It was cool to go there uh, once. Um, the inside's cool. It's like a old school. Everything's like wooden. Yeah, um, it almost feels like old, a it medieval. feels like an old school yeah. bar. Yeah. Is, wait, you said on Madison. Is this the one that's next to Woodstock? Yes. Yeah. Okay, so I, I remember looking at that place and thinking, "Oh, this is really cool." So now I know exactly yeah, what you're talking about. It has very fall and wintry vibes. Yeah. Um, so it, it it um I could see it being a place like on a chilly, windy fall day you go in and, and, and it's 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 very nice inside. It just it doesn't really give off that summer feel. No, it day. looks really nice. Well right. You think about when you think about uh, like, you know, taverns or things like that, yeah. like when there's a lot of wooden decor or just you know like foundation, right. you think taverns and you think like some Viking storming through the door yeah, and well, coming and, out and, of the cold and, and like Add to that that they have mead, which is a Viking beverage. Right, so that's what you picture. So that that coincides more with like fall, yeah. winter, that sort of thing. So no, I yeah. get that. I get yeah. that. So so let's here I'm gonna into those metrics. Yeah, I'm gonna there. start grilling a little bit. So grill me. <laughs> uh, so going in, service. You know, what's the service like? Is it? We've been to places where you really kind of. You, there isn't so much like them coming to you, serving you. Right. You walk up to the bar, you order that sort of thing. So how's this place off? Uh, it's a hybrid of both. They'll check on you at your table, but you actually have they have an ordering station. Okay. Um, so you just go out there. They're really they're really fun. Uh, they're really nice, very friendly people at the bar. Uh, the one lady, the one girl has like an Irish accent. I think it's some sort of accent, and it kind of adds to the medieval feel. Hmm. But um, anyways. Super a bo- random. A lass? I don't know. What, what accent would you say? It sounded like Irish. She didn't have an accent. She definitely has an accent. She did not know, have an accent. No, I talked to her on Sunday, and she has an accent. She it was definitely... like, okay, whatever accent you would assume a Lakewood one would be. Like, no, I... no. It was a British Isles accent of some no, sort. ridiculous. I can't wait to hear this one when it's like you straight are up. Ridiculous. This is straight up Cleveland accent. Yeah. No, she talks like Anyways, this. anyways, uh, what would you say about the service? Agree or disagree? It was okay. Nothing I don't know about. Well, we sat on the back patio, which they do have a patio. Hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> okay, so I like service. It. I was fine with it. weren't blown away, but you know, like friendly enough. To be fair, it was also trivia night, so it was very difficult to. Mm. Yeah. There's a lot of noise in the background, so. Yeah. yeah. Okay, I gotcha. Yeah. Was there a lot of people there for trivia? Oh yeah. It was, okay. It was pretty yeah, packed. Yeah, probably about forty people there. Yeah. Lakewood's got a good amount of trivia in the yeah, they yeah. Do. in that neck of the woods. Yeah, All right, do. so you touched a little bit on prices. So when you go there, you know, uh, what are you expecting to pay for drinks? You touched a little bit on mead. How about you know beers and prices are very high. It's are there? Uh, it's yeah. I, I, I got I got like a maybe a twelve ounce, fourteen ounce pilsner, and it was like 
It was over six bucks. Uh, I would say... Was it a local? It was, it was theirs. It's all theirs. theirs. It's all theirs? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, your average drink price is about eight bucks. That that goes for mead and beer. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of the reasons why is because they have barrel-aged beer, which is way more expensive. Gotcha. Uh, you, they have about six, five to six options that are $6 or cheaper. So it's five to $6 for about six options. Okay. Um, but if you want to try their specialty beers that they're famous for, you're going to have to you're put out about eight, eight or nine bucks. Okay. There's one that's 10. Now from what, 10 you ounce, know, 10-ounce um, uh, drink. Okay, so from what you, you know, what you tasted of the drinks and stuff you're, like you're that, paying, You're it? paying for a different, pro- you're paying for the barrel-age process. You're paying for mead, which is a very expensive drink. Right, um, much like in the sense, like, if you're at a restaurant and you get a dry-aged steak. Correct, correct. You're paying for the process, yeah. the time. So, for, as far as that goes, there's no problems with the price. I mean, you're paying for a, a process that you're right. not going to get at your average brewery. So, for someone who's looking to go, you know, maybe just kind of grab some, you know, staple local brews and things like that, this is going to be... It's going to be a little different than that because it's, it's all very in-house. It's You're not going to find many regular beers at this place. Right. They're so very is, specialty beers. So more, this is going to be more for like if you're really looking to explore something yeah. new. Oh, yeah. Not just, you know, hey, I'm just going to go out and get, you know, just three, a, four. a cheap local beer. Yeah, no. Yeah, okay. Yeah, this is not that type of thing. Okay, so a little more finite. Um, now, I mean, portion sizes doesn't necessarily like, apply to drinks, but you were talking about the pours. It like, kind of does, though, because a lot of these, since they're so strong, they have very alcoholic beers, and mead, mead's very alcoholic, too, 14%. Something yeah. like. Oh, wow. So the portion sizes might throw some people off. Well, by portion, I mean, with drinks, you don't really say, like, portion. It's more like pour. That's what I would say. The pour, well, the pours are going to throw people off because you order a beer that's 8 bucks and you expect it to, it's going to probably be... 10 or 12 ounces yeah, as they're, opposed they're to usually, a pint. Yeah, right? it's pint. It's pint size. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, some of them. <laughs> the beers are. The, some yeah, of the beers right. are 10 ounces, like 12, yeah. 12 ounces. Like because, you know, it depends how strong the beer is. They have to serve it in a smaller right. uh, glass. But normal, for most of it, it's normal like pints or whatever. Yeah. But like you're also saying with this beer, this beer's higher in alcohol. Right. Like you're not right. getting like right. 4 or 5%. You're probably getting exactly. more like the ballpark oh, of yeah. 9, 10. Pushing up there for a lot of them, yeah. Right. And like you said with the meat, it's really yeah. high. So... Uh, Jordan's favorite word, the vibes. The vibes. The atmosphere. How did you, you touch a little bit on that, but, you know, the overall atmosphere, the overall feel of the place, like, is it inviting? Is it more, you kind of have to be in the mood for it? I would say you need to be in the mood for it. Yeah. It's more of an evening bar. It felt kind of weird being there in the daytime, to be honest. I mm-hmm. feel like it would be more fun to go there when it's dark, again, in the winter. It almost, <laughs> like, for me, and I don't know if it's because it was trivia night, but it almost felt like it was, like, a members-only bar. That's a okay. good point because there was a lot it felt of like, clicky like, friends. Yeah, there, yeah, like you went in there and there wasn't anybody that was like right there, like greeting you. Like right. you had to like go up to the bar to like get a drink. Um, you know, we'll get into the patio in a minute, but yeah. like uh, they have a patio in the back. There's a bar. There's nobody out there. They don't have anything set up on the yeah, on the patio. It's bar. Literally, just you can go sit outside if you want. Yeah. Okay. So it sounds. Much like you're talking about how it's, it's a very specialized place. Yeah. So that kind of bleeds over yeah. into... Like, I do. I do. also okay. no food. Yeah. You no can food. bring food there. Yeah. Oh, okay. Like, like uh, a bunch a of people, of people got Angelo's pizza yeah. and brought it brought it in. Oh. I do have to think that some of that is based off trivia night. Because I was there on Sunday night with Teresa briefly. We did a walk and we went there just just to check it out. And it was just random people. Just at, just It was no like special events or nothing. So it was mm. just like it had a more regular feel. But. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, touched about the brewery overall, but before we, you know, close it out, like you mentioned, they do have a patio. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You said it's in the, it's in the back. Yep. Because so, I've been by there, because some so places they, have they, it on the uh, front, but. Um, 
I don't know if they have a partnership or they work with oh, that's uh, true. the Rising Star Rising Coffee Star, that's yeah. right next door. Oh, yeah. So their patio is actually, um, it's one big building, obviously, it's on a block. Mm-hmm. But the patio is actually behind Rising Star Coffee. So, like, you have to walk down this hallway that's, like, connected to both stores. Mm-hmm. And you go out, like, to the left, and there's the patio there. But it's actually, like, if you're sitting on the patio looking at the building, you're looking at Rising Star. Yeah. Like, Bottle House is to your left. They, they promote okay. each other's products, and we didn't ask. I'm not sure if they're an official partnership or if they're just, like, yeah. buddies. Yeah, they're probably just... Can you cross between the two? Yeah, you can. Yep. You, okay, yeah. you can go back and forth. Yeah. Which, by the way, Rising Star, phenomenal coffee. Well, that's yeah. where you went when phenomenal. you were uh, downtown. Jury duty, yeah. yeah. I did I a coffee I did a coffee tour, which we definitely should talk about sometime on here. Well, actually, I and think they were... Rising Star was one of the places we went to. Well, I think they were voted best coffee. I'm not surprised. They, they have re- they, Those guys are, like, scientists. It's really good. They know the... Like, they're literally scientists but uh the the patio was good the actual physical patio mm-hmm. was, was very good. nice um, it just didn't it, have it a looked I, I feel like rising star used to be like a sports bar because the patio if you go out there there's the patio bar and then above the bar there's two like frames where you would find like big TVs. flat screen tvs that they don't have anything in now i don't know if they're hmm. going to go that way way or if they're just going to keep it skeleton um but, uh, yeah, they have a bar out there, but they didn't have anything, anybody manning it. They didn't have any product out there or anything. Um, they just had a bunch of tables out there where you could just sit. Yeah. The patio itself, I think, is really cool. Um, it had lights. That was one cool thing. It had cool lights, yeah. you know, ambiance or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I, if there was one thing that was really missing is, like, they weren't playing any music or anything, like, out in the back. It yeah. was just, like, just people sitting there. Which I guess can be fine, but like, I would have rather have just been sitting there hanging. Like we were just, it was just us three just hanging out, I, I think BSing. It was, I, yeah, it'd been I, cool to have I music. They have been, speakers out it there. It would have been cool to add music. It would have been cool if they had one bartender out there too. Mm-hmm. Just, just to, yeah. I don't know. I mean, the one girl came out and checked on everyone, yeah. but it, you know, it's not the same as having someone at the bar that they have outside. Yeah. But. You said this place stemmed from the east side, so this is newer. This is a newer one. I did I did talk to the girl about this, the lady about this. She said this, I, ugh, either one or two years old, this one. Okay. The other one, I think, if I remember correctly, which we could have just checked this out, but it's about six years old, I think. Five or six years, maybe four. Okay, so uh, the, that the, one's a little older, yeah. So the operation itself, it's, yeah. it's pretty well established. Correct. It's, yeah. Not you can also, part. I just want to throw out there too, you can also buy their mead and their beer. They sell bottles of it. Oh, that's really yeah. cool. You can do that. You can, I don't even know if you can get them in stores, but you can get them at the location. I I would doubt it. I know that I've been to another place right. that they only distribute their own brews and stuff like right. that, and they don't distribute it for right. wholesale. You can only right. get it uh, through you know through them. So, hmm. yeah. Anywho, so all right to you know encapsulate as a whole as a you know brewery or meadery, you know with a patio things like that. Hmm. Trying to think of a metric ooh, here. Ooh, ooh, how about a Viking horns? That's not a Viking bar though. But mead is Viking y. This is true. The beers are all named after medieval okay. themes. That's fine. Okay, so how many well, How many horns? How many yeah. Viking horns? You know what they drink? Yeah, mead? yeah, no, how many? <laughs> I would like give the... it I would give it <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I would give it ugh, this is tough. It's not exactly the type of brewery I like. It's a good brewery, though. I would give it three and a half Viking Horns out of five, and that's only because it's not the type of Viking bar I like. The beer's high quality. It's really, 
unique, fancy beer. So it's specialty. So I don't want to knock off points because of that. I'm knocking off points because it's not my type of It's vibe. a good craft. Exactly. But just not, exactly. Your, exactly. not in your kind of atmosphere. Right. right. You got no, it. That, that makes you sense. So, Danielson? Uh, I'm going to go two and a half. Two and a half. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, not the, because I wasn't impressed. It's just not my type of place. Um, I agree. Yeah, I get that. I... The pat not them not doing anything with the patio, uh, kind of. But then kind of like sucked. promoting the patio, which is weird because there really isn't anything going on. Back yeah, there. Hmm. yeah. Um, I, 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 you know, whether it's barrel aged or whatever, I think the beers are way overpriced. Uh, for a pilsner, it should never be seven bucks. Never, and I don't care what it is. It's a pilsner. <laughs> it's, it like it. Uh, the quality is obviously much better than a Bud Light, but that's the type of beer it is. Like it's, it's a pilsner. <laughs> So I get that. Um, I thought it was really overpriced. Uh, I like I said, it was, I, I just, it wasn't I, our type of place. It yeah. what, to me, it didn't. See, it wasn't like a like. I, I feel like the people that were there were having a good time because they all mm-hmm. knew each other and whatever. But like me being there for the first time, it wasn't really like welcoming. Yeah, like, no, I, 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 I can agree with that too. Like uh, you know, the bartenders or whatever, they weren't like welcoming. Like hey, they're like hey, what can I get you? Like, like, which when is we, fine. like when we went to Terrestrial, I felt so welcomed. Hmm. Like they were yes, just overwhelmingly absolutely. welcome, well, welcome, welcoming. I think what part of it is, especially in that part of Lakewood, from what I know, there's a lot of places that are a lot more specialized, a lot more themed. Yeah. You get a lot more uh, people opening up something, like groupies almost. Yeah, in a sense. I mean, everyone who opens up their business opens up so that they can do their own thing. Right, right. But right, some right. places, it's it's a lot more. From what you said about terrestrial, I mean the guy's obviously doing his own thing, but it's it is a lot more inviting to yeah. Oh, yeah. the no, masses. The, all the bartenders are so nice, as yeah. opposed like, to this, where just, this is more of like this is something you kind of seek out. It's not necessarily you might just yeah. come off the street and no. just kind of I think transition I think into. I think that's a good way of. Okay, it. I know mean, that's I mean that's fair enough. The atmosphere yeah. that plays a big part of it. So yeah. if it's not your exactly not your cup so of tea, I, I don't want to. Again, I just have to say one more time, I'm not knocking them for their quality. I think they put out a really unique and interesting. No, quality product. is fine. Yeah. My beer was fine. I just, it's just it, to me, overall, it was overpriced. Yeah, over a little. Not if it's I, not, It's not like we. That's not the type of place we want to go to on a Friday. Yeah, if I had gotten a double IPA, and it was seven bucks, I can totally understand paying for that. Paying seven dollars for a pilsner, I think, is obnoxious. Oh, fair enough. But, I mean, you have to enjoy. Hey, yeah. you, have to, you have to enjoy the environment. That's exactly. a big part of it. Yeah. So. No, that's good to hear about. I am curious to try just because I've seen it, so I know exactly what you're talking about. Oh, you should definitely try. I've try never meat. had meat before. Everyone needs to try meat. It's so something else. For me, you know, I'll I'll be seeking it out, so that might help a little bit. Just yeah. know now I have an idea. Yeah, you know, I have a better idea, so that'll help a lot. And for anyone else that does try the place, you know, hopefully that helps. Let a us lot know. Too. Yeah, yeah. Let yeah, us let us know. I mean, if you know, if our reviews are helpful. If you think we're being unfair, let us know. I, I we're just putting our opinion is again. You know, again, I'm always willing to take, you know pick a fight. <laughs> yeah, we do like this it. fun. We're, we're so, pro fighting. All right, so you know, moving on from that, uh, we decided to try something unique today. You know, not like crazy unique, but something unique when trying pizza. We opted to try a pizza like right before the podcast, and we decided to go take fresh out, in our minds. You know, super so it's, fresh. It's and here. in our tum tums. <laughs> you know, All right. the, the fired. 
What? We're saying Tom Tums. <laughs> Trade me for prospects. Trade him for prospects. Now we did spare you the agony of hearing us chew over the microphone. Yeah, we tested. <laughs> we, t- we, we we tested it with the microphone before, and it was absolutely disgusting. No, because we had this we had this I- we had this idea where we're like, yeah, let's totally like record yeah. ourselves eating it. Like, yeah, be like a- ask each other like, hey, what are you feeling in that bite? Like, <laughs> no, literally, literally it literally sounded fairness. like. A- in all fairness, it was us literally just recording it sounded, us chewing. It, Maybe if two of no, all right, it just it sounded uh, like we were walking through mud and rain boots. <laughs> That's what it sounded like. Or like the so uh, the cows been brought in and they're just getting fed in the trough. Yeah. Just, well, yeah, uh, no, that's, yeah, exactly. So it was, pig, pig, it was pigs in a trough. Yeah. <laughs> you don't want to hear that. But we wanted to try something different. Yeah, you know, we've, we've been to pizzerias, we've been to pizza restaurants, things like that. And a big part of pizza is obviously pizza shops, places you go to take pizza out, to bring home. So we want to try that. And like Dan said, this way it's fresh in our minds. And it's another thing that we can all, you know, talk amongst ourselves about the quality and things like yeah. that. So the metrics, it's going to be a little different because it's not going to be... Well, yeah, we can't really do service. Well, I mean, I picked it up. I can... Oh, all right. So, you know, it's, so it's a place in Parma Heights, uh, Paisano's, Parma Heights on York Guido's, Road. Guido's, you said? Paisano's. Paisano's. Oh, don't... You... Guido's? Yeah. <laughs> wow. You want to keep going? <laughs> Should I elevate the no, say, no. Should I say no, 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 because a lot of my family listens to this. Oh. So let's let's We Italians are a proud people. <laughs> Anywho. So Paisano's on York Road, Parma yeah. Heights. It's a pizza shop. I don't know exactly for how long it's been. The current owners, they have been there for four years. I got to speak with one of them and he was telling me how there's been some rotation. There's been a lot of owners going through and just quite frankly being impatient. It takes a couple years for you to turn a profit running any kind of restaurant. And a lot of people weren't willing. These people have stuck it out with four years going strong. Uh, they seem to be really key on consistency, things like that. So, you know, uh, kudos to them for, you know, sticking through the tough times and trying to provide something consistent. Now, so as far as service goes, I mean, again, I'm walking in, picking up a pizza, paying for it, not spending a lot of time there, but they're, they're friendly. I mean, they're friendly people. It's a small little shop and walk in and no. I mean, friendly. It's, so, it's it's good service. So service was decent. It's good and you're service. really the only one who can talk on that because you picked it up. Right. So, as far as service goes, boom. There you go. All right. And can you you can't eat there, can you? you? Don't have any tables. Not that I saw. No. Oh, I th- it, so it is literally just it's yeah. It's a carry out pizza shop yeah. and delivery. Right. I believe they do so, delivery too. Right. So what do you think about the prices though? So prices. So the pizzas that we got, we got I mean, large one topping. They're pizzas. large, but they're big. Yeah. Large. Yeah. And Long they were. Those are probably what six. 14 or 16? 16 out. I bet you that's 16. Yeah. Probably closer to 16. They're, They're 10 slices. Thick too. It's it's a pretty they hearty thick. pizza. With one topping, they came to 13.50 each. That's not bad. I, that's without a coupon too. Well, and then yeah. we split it four ways. It came out for 7 bucks a piece. Yeah. Like that's a good deal. It is yeah, it's filling pizza. I mean, right. yeah. So, you know, price No, it's pretty decent prices. They've got a lot of the appetizers they also bake their own desserts and things like that and the prices seem to be pretty much in par with you know it might be a little more than your chain pizza places a lot of these individual shops are but the quality's if not on par better than yeah. a chain pizza place oh I'm, uh, yeah so I, I think you're i think you're no so right you know I, so i can speak for the prices i think the prices are solid i actually shared a link of their menu in the podcast Ooh. thing so we can actually check anytime we want hey. So Ooh, now, action. so now we since we've all tried the pizza, we can delve in. Uh, yeah, you know, what do we think of the quality? Like when you're biting into the pizza, we were able to get it. It's really close to here, so we were able to get it really fresh. I picked it up yeah. right when it came out of the oven. 
got it here. It's still nice and hot, so that helps. Yeah, just, it was piping hot. Yeah, so it helps you get a, a better feel for like what the pizza is, mm-hmm. as opposed to pizza that sat around for a while, gotten cold. Uh, so what are your guys' thoughts as far as quality, like the taste? I'll go first. Um, the dough was good. I like the dough. I'm not a fan of how much cheese they put on there. The pepperoni was fine. I didn't like the sausage. And that's just, it's just not Let, the type well, of let's, sausage I like. Let's, let's uh, qualify the cheese statement. You are lactose intolerant. True. To a certain extent. True. You can have cheese, but a but lot of it gives it's you It's like I, yeah, I can, there's like a little bit. Yeah. And so that you, was way too, so I only had yeah. two pieces. So you can take, you can take like a little Parmesan cheese on your spaghetti, but like you can't eat like a grilled cheese. Basically. I don't. Pizza, let's put it this way. Pizza is the most cheese I'll ever eat. Ever. Yeah. And that was... That's, oh, that's very, the most lactose I'll ever That's eat. a very cheesy pizza. Mm-hmm. It's extremely cheesy. So I do not like pizza that's like that. Yeah. So I'm not, I'm not knocking like the quality. I, again, I think the dough is very good dough. I just... Uh, uh, it wasn't my type of pizza. Yeah. I'll talk I, about uh, that more later. It depends on what type of pizza you like. Um, I'm more of a... Uh, crispy, thinner type crust kind of guy. Um, so to me, this was too much dough, um, almost too much pizza, too much. Like I, the crust was the crust was good. It was it was cooked thoroughly. It had crunch to it, so that was good. Um, but the actual like dough itself, mm-hmm. I, I felt like it was a little too much. Um, but I like thinner pizzas, you know. So yeah. Um, also, it was a lot of cheese. If you love if you love cheese on your pizza, this is your place. Um, if you don't like a lot of cheese, like Jordan, because of medical reasons, this isn't probably going to be your place. And a lot of it stems from too, like in tasting the ingredients and stuff like that. Um, like one of the things I do like about the sausage is you can tell it's fresh ground sausage yeah. in one way, shape, or form. Because the way they put it on the pizza is it's pinched yeah, yeah. onto the yeah. pizza. You know they've, they're they're holding a they're holding a block of sausage in their hand, right? And, and breaking it up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The sauce was really good though. I will say that it's got solid sauce. Yeah. <laughs> the um, sauce was very. I good. agree with you there. But I I also echo you know a bit of what you guys said. And one of the things I struggle with with pizza shops like this, which. I think it's fair to say we've kind of agreed that these are kind of like your Americanized pizza shops, right. which, you know, again, it's not that it's bad. It's different. Um, you end up getting, it is a lot of cheese. It's, you know, kind of that same grade mozzarella that you're going to expect mm-hmm. pretty much most pizza places. And when you put that much of it on and it bakes on there, once it starts cooling down especially, it turns into one mass and there really isn't any separation. So yeah, yeah. you pull a slice off, right? And it's just it, like like what Jordan did. <laughs> it's just gonna yep. slide right off. So yep. so I don't mind. <laughs> I don't mind a little more <laughs> separation if you kind of hold back a little bit. I will say, and also they they left the they left the cheese in a little long. It got a little dark for my taste. Now also when you have that, Paul much likes dough, himself some creamy cheese. I do. Mm-hmm. Um, is but that when, supposed to be like a double entendre? No, nope. you well to you maybe. Okay, but like you said, when you have sure. when you have that much dough and you need to make sure that the dough bakes yeah. through, yeah. the cheese is inevitably going to get cooked more. Right. So, you know, quality, it's 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 fair quality, and we've t- I mean, we've talked about portion sizes. It's it's a good sized pizza. I mean, gosh, I'm <coughs> I'm stuffed. I didn't even get through. I picked up four pieces, but I've only eaten like two and a quarter. I'll finish yeah. them, but I'm, I'm full. Yeah. You know, so I, I think you get pretty good 
bang for your buck. And I saw like the cookies and the pies and stuff like that. Their desserts are a good size. Peanut too. butter cookies. Mm. And James. Oh, James. He just shakes his head. Shakes his head. Jimmy's deathly allergic to peanuts. Well, nuts, right? Um, and uh, then yeah. any kind of nuts. Peanuts, mostly. Yeah. Uh, mainly, mainly peanuts. Yes, and then, peanuts will kill him. And then vibes atmosphere again. It's a takeout place. Not really much to say. I will say you can walk in and you can look right down the line, and it was very clean. That's good. Uh, it's, it's a well-maintained shop. It's got good order. It's not cluttered, and there's like dust and pizza boxes every which way. No, they, they run a very tight shop. It looks like so. In that sense, you walk in, you're like, okay, I feel good getting pizza from here. Right. Because you can see where everything's laid out. It's not like there's really that much secret. So, all right. So I think it's I think it's fair to say we can we can start dishing out some uh, some ratings. Yeah, some ratings. So how do how many? I feel like we've done how many monsters before. out of five? How many? What? <laughs> what? <laughs> how many crusts? <laughs> crusts. Uh, that sounds kind of weird. Okay. How many toppings? How many dough balls? Okay. Yes, dough balls. Sure. Why not? All right, we'll do we'll do dough balls. <laughs> <laughs> this is <laughs> so, so for me. I feel I feel that this place is like a lot of places in Cleveland, like say in Edison's, which I've had, which I think is good. I don't think it's great. I think it's good. I think this is one of those places that you, you know, get it. Definitely get it before a, a chain place. Yeah. Before, like, your Pizza Hut. Before your... Now I get it. Some people just absolutely love Pizza Hut, Papa John's, whatever it might be. Okay, that's your prerogative. But I feel like these are the places... Those, those people are not allowed to come yeah. here pizza. Keep, keep yeah. supporting yeah, don't crazy capitalism, man. That will be a fight. Uh, <laughs> yeah, bro. Keep hurting the oppressed. But no, so to me, this is, this is another one of those places that... You get before you get chain pizza. You know, it's it's a step above. It, it doesn't blow me away, but I think it's very solid. And like I said, the people are very friendly. I'm curious to try the desserts. But for, based off what we had today, I give it three dough balls. It's, you know, it's good pizza. Okay. Those are my thoughts. Daniel. I'm passing the oh, dough. Me? I'm oh. passing the... You're passing the dough? I would, the pizza paddle. Oh, okay. I would probably I go... Spit all right, I'll take it, I take guess. The pizza a, paddle. A metaphorical <laughs> pizza paddle. Um, I would probably go. I'll go three and a half. Mm. I thought it was it was good. Um, I'm not because of how doughy it is. I'm not sure how it's going to be like reheated. Um, so because we're not going to eat all this pizza. No, but, not tonight. Um, Jimmy, you want to take some home? <laughs> yeah. Okay. For sure. Uh, there you go. For sure. <laughs> it was. Uh, it was good. I mean, it was good though. I, like I said, the sauce is really good. Um, the cheese wasn't bad. There's just a lot of it, and the, yeah. like the the crust was good. It was just a lot of dough. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's just my personal preference. I mean, yeah. to somebody who likes a lot of dough on their pizza, a lot of cheese, they're going to think this is great. Sure. So for me, it was three and a half. I didn't get to go there. I didn't get to see the place, experience the service and all that. So I can only really comment on the pizza. So for me, the pizza would be three and a half out of five. Yeah. George? Wait, pass the paddle. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, my bad. Sorry. Oh, thanks. I really don't. Yeah, okay. <laughs> there you go. All right. Um... This is exactly the type of pizza that messes my stomach up the next day. <laughs> Too much information, but um, it's not my favorite type. I, uh, I'm not trying to be funny. Like since I've been lactose intolerant, I've lost the taste for foods that are like this. Too much cheese. The cheese is kind of gloppy, like a big glop. I get that a lot of pizza does that. I'm not a fan of pizza that does that. Um, 
I didn't like the sausage. I did like the dough. I'm going to give it two and a half. Um, it just, oh, also too salty. Something was too mm. salty. I know all pizza is salty, but this was exceptionally salty. Uh, so I'm going to do two and a half. It, it, it wasn't my favorite. What'd you think, Jimmy? Yeah, no, I, I was going to say the same exact thing as George. Mm. Uh, I'd probably give it a three, to be honest. Three out of five. Wait, you didn't give me the paddle. Oh, no. Oh, stop, oh, stop, stop, hey, stop. Hold up. Hey. Premature. Thank you, sir. Um, <laughs> yeah, pizza was way too salty. I agree. Something about it. I don't know. Uh, sauce was also kind of a uh, lava. It was uh, kind of kind of hurt my mouth. It, it was straight but out of the oven. It was straight out of the oven. <laughs> uh, cheese was pretty decent, not gonna lie. But uh, I'm a big crust guy. Mm. If your crust isn't good, then uh, I'm never going back. But uh, yeah, <laughs> I, th- I think it deserves a three. Good. So uh, yeah. So Word. I think, I think all around. I think it, honestly, I think it does average out to three stars with Jordan's two and a half. It averages out to three. So, and you know, my opinion as far as you know, atmosphere and stuff. Walking in, I can see where you could be very comfortable going there multiple times, picking up a pizza. Like yeah. it, could, it could start to feel like your neighborhood place that you pick up pizza from. Yeah. You know, so it's got that nice cozy feel. So, but that was fun. I we just thought it'd be cool to try something different. Um, you know, a little more of like a fresh review of a pizza place. And all right, so that yeah. so that concludes pizza. Um, Wild card. Yeah, keeping in tune with what we've been doing, we try to throw in a, a wrench here and there. Um, I've got a little 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 treat that I'm gonna share with you guys. This today. is a bonus, folks. Bonus round. So uh, for wild card today, I'm gonna bring you Boca Loca Burrito Factory. Located in Berea Commons in Berea, Ohio, not too far from where we Is go to like church. Is this like a Chipotle-esque type place? Yes and no. Yes and no. So it's it's fast casual. It's not Chipotle in the sense that you get to build your own, you know, your own burrito, oh, your okay. own bowl. But it's it's definitely catered for you know quick service, things of that sort. Um, they, they they have pride in what they do. They also have a food truck. Oh, nice. Um, so it's a, it's a nice little spot. Yeah. So um, it was really cool that I'd heard about it before. A coworker had actually brought a burrito to work, and it looked incredible. And it's really close to church, so it just all the cards kind of fell into place. Like, okay, after church this past Sunday, no excuse, can try it. It's right there. So yeah. uh, I'm going to start with the service. You know, you walk in. It's, again, fast casual concept. You're not having servers or anything like that. We had these two gals behind the line. For those of us who hadn't been there, only one of us had been there before. For the rest of us, she just gave a quick run through. You can totally tell Paul's from the country. Two gals behind the counter. <laughs> two, gals. two gals. Y'all, y'all come back now. You hear? <laughs> uh, but so the two ladies behind the counter, uh, they were nice. They just gave us a quick run through, kind of like a brief sort of synopsis history of the place. Not delving too dark, far into it, just explaining this is yeah. what we do. We wanted to bring something that's in the fast casual line, but a little different than, say, like your Chipotle. Uh-huh. You know, things of that sort. So it's not, I wouldn't call it definitely not, like, strictly authentic Mexican or stuff like that. Like other places, you might find some, you know, elements to it. But I say it's, it's a fairly Americanized burrito place. Have, not to cut you off, have you been to Ohio City Burrito in Ohio City? I have. Is it kind of like that, or is it a different thing? No, from that's, that? it's different. That's so, Chipotle ask. That's Chipotle right, ask, that and that you're building Chipotle. this. Yeah, you're building your own. This, so they have, um, this they have a pre-constructed just, menu. Yeah, they just have options. Like, like okay, I'll have whatever, the number okay. fourteen, okay. or something like right, that. right. And it's really easy to pick from because again, it's a small menu. 
they've just got a, you know, a number of burritos. You can get some chips and dip, things like that, a couple sweets. It doesn't take you long at all to figure out which one you want. They even have a couple okay. suggestions like, hey, this is the staff pick. This yeah. is our most if, popular and one. if you get confused, they have a couple gals behind the counter. You know, it's just a couple gals. <laughs> just a couple gals, just explaining. <laughs> um, if I remember correctly from reading the menu, because I remember Amanda from work showed us the menu, um, they have some burritos that are very traditional, like a carnitas burrito. Mm-hmm. They have like a breakfast burrito. But then they also have some like zany, interesting burritos. Zany. Um, yeah. Would you agree? Because that's what I saw on the menu. I don't know. I wasn't actually there. So. I would say so. There are ones that are definitely a little more traditional. There are ones that are a little bit kind of off the cuff, a little bit different. Okay. So, um, so just kind of, I'll, I'll, I'll touch on that here real quickly. Um, starting off with service, though, I'll say service, walking in. How were the friendly. gals? The gals were nice. The okay. gals were friendly. They, one of them even I, don't think you, I don't think you can call them gals unless they're nice. Right. No, if, if they're not nice, you're like, eh. Two girls or whatever, I don't know. Careful. <laughs> but no, they were really nice. Uh, the one even took, we took a picture in front of the, they have a really cool kind of like mural inside that, uh, with their logo and everything like that. Yeah. It's really cool. They took our picture in front of it. They were really nice and friendly. So good service. Mm-hmm. Prices, you're looking to spend in the ballpark about 8 to $9 for their burritos, but they are... Like, like you're keeping with like the Chipotle theme, like... yeah. Size it between like a decent sized Chipotle burrito. You're honestly in like the same ballpark. Yeah. Okay. And honestly, rolled a lot better. Yeah. Well, there you can you can go to a Chipotle that has a really good roller. It's it's but hard. the majority of them they it's don't hard. care. And and if and if it's a Chipotle that's busy, they're just trying oh, to fire for, them out of there. Forget just getting them out. So that's one thing I will say too. Like there's a lot more care in like the rolling of the burritos. Yeah. They do the double wrap, but they do it well where it holds everything together it's a consistent size it's very much on par with a, a good size chipotle burrito in my opinion yeah and it's very you can say tight which i really appreciate especially when it comes to a burrito tighten, tighten. so <coughs> prices you know the, the burrito time. jimmy the burrito what? i have no idea where that's double, going is this a double entendre <laughs> apparently to jimmy that was no not at all. yeah whatever <laughs> that face said otherwise Nobody can see my face. <laughs> I can. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Um, so no, I, the prices I think are are fair for what you're going to expect for your I mean, definitely not run of the mill burrito. And also the size too. And the right? size of it too. Yeah. And the quality, good quality. I mean, that's a lot of Rito. Yeah. No, it's a and lot, a lot of, burrito. of burr too. And the quality, no, good quality. So trade them for prospects, please. Yeah. Good lord. Can I finish? Oh, yeah. I actually just made a comment. They're the ones that made a big deal. <laughs> so, um, he ignored your comment. I wasn't letting you get away with that nonsense. See, if they would have just ignored it, you could, everything would have been fine. So, quality. Here we go. <laughs> Quality's very solid. So, for example, the burrito that I had was a Cubano, which I love Cuban sandwiches. This is literally a Cuban sandwich in a burrito, oh. but good quality ham, good quality meats. They even make their own pickles. Like I'm kind of curious on that. I would love to try that. I love Cubano stuff. No, and the cool thing about it, so you look at it, and it's it's pressed. It's yeah. not like the other burritos where it's I saw the rolled. picture. I was gonna, yeah, yeah, it's pressed, and so at glance, it might look like, oh, man, I'm not really getting as much as other people because their burritos are just round. And full. Gosh, that thing was so dense. Yeah. <laughs> I... Did not need to eat both halves. I did simply because I didn't want to have to reheat it. But 
Oh my gosh, that sounds really good. No, a lot of uh, was, I thought it was excellent. I thought it's really good quality. I got to taste another one. Uh, was it Jen's burrito? She got like their big fried burrito that gets salsa and a little bit of queso on top. That was really good. The rice and everything inside was it wasn't like overcooked. Good meat, awesome. stuff like that. No, so I think you know the prices and the quality. I think they really coincide with each other. You're not. You just need to get a burrito and you're good. Yeah. You don't okay. need to get yeah. anything yeah. else, honestly. Yeah. If you want to share chips and uh, queso with other people. You could. Which the queso I, is better than Chipotle. I feel like most is, but yeah. <laughs> you could melt down American cheese and it would be better queso than Chipotle. That's so funny. This is true. This is true. Ugh. So tying into you know the next portion, which is well, portion sizes. Again, I think, it, I think it's fair. I think it's more than fair. Whether you get a burrito, if you get some chips and dip... Good portion sizes. I, you really shouldn't leave hungry unless you're absolutely famished or if you've just got a freakish metabolism. You should be good, honestly. Famished. Famished. Just completely famished. Another word of, of the day. Another, another, yeah. There you go. Should we start doing that? that yes, we should. Yeah, we should. Today's word of the day is famished, brought to you by Boca Loca. Boca. Brought Living to you. off the land's word of the day. And to round it all off... We should record that. We so should. We just just to have on a sound bar. So to round it all off, an overall you know, vibes, atmosphere, it's, it's a small, very clean place. Um, it's very light, if that makes sense. Like, you know, you got white paint on the walls, you've got light steel gray tables, stuff like that. It's very bright inside. It doesn't feel kind of like dark and dim, like how you might feel in a Chipotle. The Chipotle is so minimalistic, bro. Well, this place is even more minimalistic. Oh, how many bowls would you give it? Bowls. Yeah. How many bowls? Or wait, they're burritos. You dope. Wow. They're not bowls. You can get a burrito bowl. I'd rather grade it on burritos. If yes. That's okay. How about tamales? That's. I, you false. Getting further. You impersonator. Further <laughs> yeah. Sorry. I don't know how many burritos. Mm. Okay. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. How many? How many? Um, how many? How many bocas? How many? How many bocas? How about how many Cuban Missile Crises would you get? Trade for prospects. Good lord! So on a scale of one to five burritos, how many Cubanos? How many Cubanos? All right, fair enough. We'll do Cubanos since I got the Cubanos. Yeah, exactly. I would say, and again, I always feel like ratings really also coincide with like what they say they do, what they say they offer, the product, things like that. For what they are, I'll, I'll give them a five. Oh, okay. For, for what they okay. are, yeah. yeah. They don't like what they market themselves. For what they be. market themselves for being, because these are definitely burritos that, if especially if you got it out of a food truck, you'd be very happy getting that out of a food truck. And honestly, like the pricing and everything, it kind of reflects what I would think if I went up to a food truck and I saw based their food. The, based the prices on how and big stuff, it looked and yeah. sounds, I think the price is very fair. Because I think a lot of people walking up, if if you walk up to a food truck, to me, an $8, $9 burrito wouldn't surprise me. Because food trucks well, sometimes kind of a little bit of a, Well, that's a drawback of a food truck. You're getting like, what, 30% upcharge? There's a little bit of an upcharge. Yeah. But at the same time, you know, these burritos coming out, if they were, just like if they were coming out of their food truck, like, wow, I mean, this is, I'm not mad. <laughs> you know, this, this is really great. So same thing walking yeah. into their okay, actual establishment. Yeah. You know, what they advertise themselves as, it's literally like taking the food truck and just putting it, you know, giving it four walls a couple tables and again you know once they bring out the breeder like whoa like, okay this oh, is snap. and again i mean you know the other ones like eight eight twenty five stuff like that nine dollars is really only their yeah i think like their biggest you know burrito but for what they advertise themselves as and 
you know what they produce. Well, there you go. I'll, I'll give them five. I think they're a really solid. Five place. out of five. Yeah. Five Cubanos out of five Cubanos. Five Cubanos. Well done. We will definitely well be going back. So, uh, so you gave it a five. Um, would it be a place that maybe you would take a potential free agent? Mm. To go eat, Ooh. to entice okay. him to yeah. Yeah, I get what you're either go, either move to your city to play, or perhaps stay in your city to play. Ooh. Well, I don't want to drop any names. How about that for a transition? That's a transition. Huh? I've never heard I don't want to drop any names. Yeah. But if you're a, what, six foot eight, 200 six, six, something, nine, wait, 270 pounds, pounds small forward. Yeah. No power. power. Oh no, he technically is. Who's small forward? Who's um, losing hair by the day? But has a. But, uh, I'll I'll use PG terms. Awesome beard. Sure. I. He has an Amish. Beard. I would. Uh, Except for this part right here. Yeah, it's it's a little weak down the middle, but the size. <laughs> I can't back off. I <laughs> I would definitely take said you know small forward to Boca Loco and be like, look, this is something that you can't get in. Los Angeles. No, you probably could get something like that in Los Angeles. Well, definitely not Philadelphia. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and you could get it in Houston too. Yeah, yeah, that's right. You can't get it in Philly. You catch that, LeBron. Sure, you can't get. It. No, he's not going. All right, well, here's Screw you, Philadelphia. Question. Does he stay or does he go? I was literally Damn. thinking that. I was literally thinking of doing that. <laughs> uh, so, for anyone who hasn't picked up uh, yet, I honestly don't LeBron. want to talk about this. This is literally. The only way I'd to. want to talk about this is if he goes to Houston. But Screw you. I don't think he's going to do that. And I don't... I just don't want to talk about this because well, I like I like that Cleveland has a good team each year. No, well, let's, let's just sum it up real simply then. Obviously, we're talking about LeBron James with the loss in the finals and things like that and just the state of the franchise as a whole. Does he stay or does he go? What do we think? Dan, we'll right. start with you. Well, um, I, think he had, I, I think it's going to come down to two options. Um, it's going to come down to staying here or going to L.A. Um, he's, he's already been quoted that uh, lifestyle and his family are going to play huge roles in um, the decision. And other people around him have been quoted as saying that. So, to me, when I think lifestyle, I think of uh, where does he have a home? He has a home in two places. He has a home in Cleveland. Well, Bath, which is like in between. Bath! And he has a home... Uh, in LA now. Doesn't and he have a home in Miami still? No, he sold that when he came back to Cleveland. Um, so to me, I, I think it's those two places. And I, I, I've said this, uh, and I've tweeted about this. Um, I think he's going to give the Cavs a chance over the next month before he's actually able to become a free agent. I, I think now it's down to like three weeks before he's actually legally a free agent. Um, to see what the Cavs do to make the team better around him. And I honestly think he wants to stay. I really do. I think if, if, if the Cavs were like, okay, they made it to the finals, so you can, I guess you can call them a championship contender this year, but they weren't in the same class as the Warriors. If they could improve their teams and be a legitimate championship contender, then I think he stays. If not, if the Cavs just... Try and make a trade. Don't, and then draft the number eight pick. He's gone. He's not. He's not staying. He's not staying here to raise some nineteen-year-old kid to take over for him when he retires. He's not staying 
Like, he said after game four, like, yeah, it is lifestyle, but he's still in championship mode. He still wants to compete for a championship every year. And, yes, the Cavs made the finals this year, but they really didn't compete for the championship. Um, I, but, but I also don't think he's just going to go to L.A. He's going to, if he goes to L.A., it has to be with somebody else. It has to be, like, with a Paul George. It has to, as we talked earlier, say Houston doesn't offer Chris Paul Chris max. Paul's not going to. It's with Chris Paul, or they swing a trade for Kawhi Leonard somehow, or something like that. Something. I, he has to have another superstar or superstar type player to go with him to LA. Because if he just goes to LA, he's not in any better of a situation than he is this year in Cleveland. Right. And he's just taking his family I, to LA to not I, compete. I, and you're in the West. See, he could like take it. He could take a team like he had this year to the finals. He's proven that. If he's in the East, if he's in the West. There's no chance in hell the Cavs, if they were in the West this year, would have gotten oh, the finals. Have, yeah, they, no, they, they might not have gotten out of the first uh, round. They would have barely made the playoffs, too. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, so, so to me, it comes down to uh, Cleveland and L.A. I think he's going to give the Cavs the chance here. Prove it to me that we still want to win a championship. Last year, I see, him and Dan Gilbert have no trust between each other. None. Because LeBron, oh, but didn't Le- they like this bump in the playoffs? Well, right, but no, but, but that's no, it's different. I'm, I'm talking I'm about kidding. I'm talking about as a business relationship. <laughs> I'm kidding. Last year, uh, Dan Gilbert went to LeBron and said, "Hey, yeah. we have a chance to maybe make a trade, bring in Paul George or someone like that. Can you commit that way? If we trade for Paul George, I can get him to sign too, and you know we're golden for the next four or five years. Let, let's go win a couple more rings." LeBron wouldn't do that. So, so Dan Gilbert doesn't, Dan Gilbert doesn't trust LeBron. Some, something's going well, on. no, it's just LeBron's. It doesn't matter. He could have, he could be pl- like, it, say he decides to go to Houston. He's signing a one-year contract. Right. He's not signing more than that with any team. It doesn't matter. He will not do it. So he's not going to commit to anybody. Um, and on the flip side, after they won the championship, was the first time that he signed a multi-year contract. He signed a two-year contract mm-hmm. with then an option for the third year. So this past offseason, he could not, under any circumstance, become a free agent mm-hmm. at all. He was tied to the Cavs no matter what. And that was the offseason where, A, Dan Gilbert didn't bring back the GM mm-hmm. and traded away Kyrie Irving for basically nothing, mm-hmm. the number eight pick, because we then again traded away IT and Jay Crowder. and So we traded Kyrie Irving for, for the number eight pick in the draft, which, which weirdly you don't enough, know. Not to get into this, but I just want to throw this out there. It's really weird that Irving's possibly on the verge of leaving the Celtics right now. Well, that's another thing. That's a whole other. Yeah, we, we, we can get into that. Um, I agree with you that that but, he... But uh, just, just to kind of wrap everything up, I think if the Cavs can make a trade for somebody like a Paul George, say, say LeBron says, hey, come play with me in Cleveland, Paul George opts into his contract, the Cavs work out a trade, they bring Paul George to the Cavs, I think LeBron stays. I... If if they bring somebody like CJ McCollum for like the eighth pick, and you and you could have uh, Kevin Love, LeBron, and CJ McCollum, I think LeBron stays. Any, anything like that, if the Cavs are able to bring somebody in who is a proven talent, All Star caliber player, I think LeBron stays. If not, I, there's just no trust there between LeBron and Dan Gilbert, and I think LeBron probably tries well, to. They go also that have way. a whole bunch of salary issues too. I agree with you on your assessment of if of, if what constitutes if he's going to stay in Cleveland. I agree with you there, one hundred percent. I disagree with that. LA is the only option. I totally disagree with that. There's legitimate. You can build a legitimate case for Philadelphia, 
You could build a legitimate case for Houston, although I don't think Houston needs him to be that arrogant. I don't think that it would be worth breaking that team up to get him. I do think you make a legitimate case for that, though. I think that to, to, to pigeonhole him to L.A. is ridiculous. I don't, I don't think that's – there's tons of legitimate – Scenarios. What, what with makes Phil, what makes Philadelphia? If they, legitimate? if he can, if they get rid of that GM and/or figure out a way to patch the issues they have had with their GM, I. Well, their GM's gone. Oh, they fired. He's, yeah, gone? he's gone. Oh, well, there you go. That makes that's that was the only thing that I thought would hold them back from going to Philadelphia. Philadelphia well, the team the fit the fit in Philadelphia is not a good fit as a team. I. Is it a good fit anywhere? I mean, it's LeBron. Like he's he's a tough player to play with. Like I think you kind of work around it. I I I I think they have a lot of talent on Philadelphia. I, I could just see it happening. And, the, I, and I think he wants to stay in the East. I think that'd be preferable. But but the the talent doesn't fit around LeBron. Why would Paul George fit around LeBron? I mean, it's to me, it's all I. I because I don't. Paul George doesn't need the ball to play. I, Paul George is a shooter and a slasher. Ben Simmons and LeBron James both need the ball in but their hands. But think of the times when LeBron has played on teams where there's other players that need the ball in their hands, like Dwayne Wade or Kyrie, and it, that's the times he won his titles. Okay, but Kyrie is a Kyrie is a jump shooter. Like Kyrie's a forty percent. Well, so is Wade. Like Wade, I mean. Right, Ben Simmons can't shoot a ten foot jump shot. I, I don't. I mean, but you have other guys that can shoot on Philly. Well, I, they, they're not signed. J.J. Reddick's not signed. Michael Bellinelli's not signed. No, I mean, we don't really know. The only person who knows the answer to this is LeBron. I think that the Spurs have a chance to. That could be a trade situation. I don't know how. This would be a crazy trade. But Kawhi's obviously, there's some weird thing going on there. They've publicly said that they're talk, they're ready to talk about trading him before his free agency is up. But again, Would, like, you have to go back to what, what's been said and what LeBron has said. Like, but well, LeBron number, loves Popovich. Like, that's, everybody but, loves Popovich. But I'm saying, but you like, have to go back to what LeBron said and what, like, what LeBron came out of his mouth. Mm-hmm. says, lifestyle my family. That's not San Antonio. I'm sorry. It's just not. He's not going to put his, his kid in a, in, a, in a high school around San Antonio to play basketball to try and get his kid in the NBA. It's not going to happen. He has to go to a he has to go to a basketball hotbed. I think it, I just don't believe that. I mean, Cleveland's not a basketball. I mean, I mean, San Antonio. Right, but, there's but, a lot of basketball right, okay, talent but, that comes out of Texas. It's not like I, okay, but the reason why he would is is so like his kid would go to his alma mater where the the yeah. the arena is named after him. That's why. Oh I, yeah, no. I mean, that's why I still like think... this is home. I, like, I still, lifestyle. I this still, is home. I think that. There's still a huge chance he stays in Cleveland, but I don't know. I I don't. I think it's silly just to, to knock all the other teams out. I don't, I don't, there's so many. Those teams would give up so much to have LeBron in there. Too. There's there's a lot of smart GMs out there. That but I that doesn't mean think. it's going to be the right fit. I, you really think LA is the only city in the country that LeBron could live in? I don't think that. What? You're suggesting that the only lifestyle he could live is LA. I I think that's ridiculous. There's tons of other. Uh, cities that have tons of basketball schools and basketball talent that he could put his kids in the school system. Like, right, but it, it's where his family feels comfortable. They have they have a house here. They have a house in L.A. They've lived I, they've lived in both of those cities. They're not going to go to a city where they've never lived before. He said it's about lifestyle for right. my family. Well, so you're kids. saying that you actually know where LeBron? You, nobody else is saying this kind of stuff. I mean, you got guys that have sources that. that I mean, there's other teams that could be in the running. There's other teams. I, I don't buy that. I don't buy. I, then I think you're just gonna say in Cleveland if that's what it is. Because I mean, what do you? How, I just I don't. 
I just don't think so. I think it's silly to just put the LA the, uh, the Lakers as the only option. I, I know what you're saying about lifestyle, but, but, but I'm saying like I think like you're, bring, you're bringing up Philly. I think you're bringing up Philly I think because that's they have good. Because I think they have bold. they have a couple think, good players. I think LeBron sees two things. I know he's a family guy. I don't doubt that. But I think he sees two things: money and rings. And he's going to go to the place that gives him the best option for both. Well, money is irrelevant because anybody's going to give him the max. Not well. Not everyone can. I mean, well, then I, he's not going to go right. Away. That's what I mean. So those plays are automatically taken off. I think that rings is what it comes down to, though. If he doesn't feel he can win a, a title, and I mean, if you're going to go to the West, that's that's well, a, I, I, you, you reduce I, your chances of making the finals I mean, by like half. I, I, I'm just going to go. I'm just going to go back to it. Like you're putting words and thoughts up there that he hasn't said himself. I. He also so, so you're, so you're, he also throws people off with he doesn't really I, I know what you're saying I just I just I think that's ridiculous there's no way that there's no other team that he'd be he'd be open to talk to there's just no way I don't I that's re, I just can't see how it's LeBron like anybody's gonna be offering him things he's gonna listen if okay they, so if the so if the Warriors say come to the Warriors you think he would go there well they couldn't they'd have to trade half the team to get him right they would have to trade Draymond I don't play think to he, the I don't think he he knows that would ruin his legacy I don't think he would do that. Okay, but I also think that if he goes to uh, Team X or you know Team Y, it, he becomes a mercenary, and it's going to ruin his legacy too. If he goes to Houston to join, if up he with goes to LA, Turner, that's going to be the biggest joke for his legacy. So I don't, I don't understand why. If he goes to the Lakers and wins the championship for the Lakers, what, that, that's how is that not that's that's the Lakers. It's just you're just a cheap shot. Like the Lakers are an iconic NBA team. Like I don't. I don't see how that's better for his legacy than going to another NBA team that's a title. Contender. Right, but I mean, but I'm saying like he's doing that like like with another contending team, but he's doing that in a place where he's comfortable, where he's been. Like I'm saying, I'm just gonna I, go back to what he said. I'm not saying Lakers. Saying. I'm not saying I even disagree that it's Lakers are a possibility. I just think it's silly to say it's only the Lakers or Cleveland. Well, I, think I mean, that's we'll ridiculous. find out. We'll find out. Well, the main thing is that nobody actually knows where LeBron's going. He's until right. he says it, but I just. Right. I'm just saying that's that's what I believe. Why didn't you go to LA the first time then? Uh, because they weren't equipped to bring in two or three superstars. With or he didn't need to. They had Kobe on the team. They could have. He's never going to play with Kobe again. It's fit. That's why I don't see him in I, Philadelphia. He doesn't you know fit that in Philadelphia for sure that he would have not played with Kobe. Like I mean, we don't know that they don't, they don't fit. They wouldn't fit together. I don't. I I don't see why they couldn't have. Kobe drove out Shaq. Kobe, when they got Dwight Howard, treated him like a. No, I'm just saying, like I get that, but like I mean, that obviously would have been a killer combo to have both of them on the team because Kobe can shoot. Okay, that that Kobe okay, can shoot. awesome. It would have been Kobe. great to have Michael Jordan and Kobe on the same team, but it wouldn't have worked. Right, but Kobe, you just said that he it's needs to play with fit. a jump shooter. Kobe can. That's like half of what Kobe does is shoot. Kobe was not a good jump shooter. He he absolutely was. A Are good you jump kidding shooter. me? He was like a thirty percent three point shooter. I'm not talking about three point. I'm talking about mid range. He had a mid range. Mid-range in today's NBA doesn't matter. It Back then it did. Okay. You really don't think that a mid-range was important in the early late 90s, early 2000s? LeBron didn't play in the late 90s, early 2000s. I'm talking what about, are you talking, I'm talking about? about Kobe. Yeah, but you're talking about LeBron playing with Kobe. Well, so you're Kobe talking played about, into the late so 2000s, too. Okay, so. but you're talking about when the game evolved. We're going down a road here. Yeah, this is Literally, that's all Kobe did to shoot jumpers in the end of his career. Kobe so was a 44% field goal. What do you shoot from three? Forty-four percent. Uh, from three, thirty-two point nine. Yeah, I. He shot field. He shot two pointers all the time. It would. I'm just Actually, saying. Actually, yeah, I don't think worked. so. Okay. You should, yeah. Okay. Kobe shot a a damn good amount of threes in his career. And he also 
then that proves my point. Then that would have worked. He could have kicked it out to Kobe. <laughs> All right. To a thirty-two percent three-point shooter. Kobe made a lot of three. This I don't is know neither what, here I don't nor understand there. what this argument is about. I don't anymore. either. This is neither here nor there. <laughs> Kobe is since long retired has absolutely nothing to do with LeBron's decision. We're dropping it. My thought is to wrap it up. Regardless of what LeBron's decision is, I think what's going to be a hard pill for a lot of people to swallow is as much as LeBron may want to stay in Cleveland, LeBron's decision is not going to be for Cleveland. It's going to be for no, him. No, it's about him and what he wants to do. Right. No, I agree exactly. with you there. It's for, no, you're it's right. for his yeah. family. Because exactly. I don't really know. I have no, I don't have sources. I don't know who where he's no, I'm just going but based on what articles he, I read. If he like, does end up leaving, I just think that's going to be hard for a lot of people to swallow. And it's like, look, I mean, at the end of the well, day... Well, here's the, here's the thing. Um, I don't... I don't, um, I don't, just like how you said nobody knows where he's going, I don't read into any of those articles at all. I don't even read them because they don't know. I'm going by. Those guys would know more than I would know. Those guys actually talk to the player. I mean, I know it's still BS because they just said that nobody knows. But they might have a little bit of a hint. No, no. Nobody knows. That's that's exactly what you said. Nobody I think knows. they could have a potential hint. Those okay, guys okay. Have, they so, talk to the. I, yeah. Okay. You re- Okay. That's so. So. The, so. How, these, how so did these, they leak before LeBron came to Cleveland? Leaks were going around. Obviously, people can get word like that. It's right. Did, did you notice that when he left in 2010, there was a lot of leaks? When he came back to the Cavs in 2014, there was less leaks, but there were still some. Yeah. This time, there's been no leaks outside of what's come right. out of LeBron's so, mouth, and his mouth says. Did I he want, say specifically, "I want to live it, go to LA"? No, he said right. my decision is so, going to be based on lifestyle. So, but you're just, I just, that's what I don't understand why you're just picking LA as the only lifestyle. <laughs> like, as because the, as that's where question. he's lived and his family is comfortable there. It's documented. I still don't understand. All right. I, I mean, if you want me to keep going, he's also said that he can't live in Houston. I'm not saying that's he's going to, I'm, I'm, I'm don't, I don't build an argument that he's going to Houston. I know, but I just, I'm saying, I I'm literally don't think what that Daryl Morey would want him to play in Houston. Okay. Would, I don't. I don't think so. That's ridiculous. I don't. We almost That's went to the finals ridiculous. and beat the most man. powerful NBA team. Man, Why would we need man, LeBron? And you didn't. So. But you guys got swept. We took him to seven. What does that have to do with anything? Well, you're acting like the Rockets. Like it, they obviously had a huge chance. We had to play the Warriors. But what does that have to do with the Cavs? I'm not talking about the Cavs. Oh, because you're I'm saying, saying that, they, that, that the, 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 the Rockets still need to improve their. That no, the Rockets I'm not. need LeBron to win a title. That's they don't need LeBron. Okay, well, we'll see next year how far they get. They don't need LeBron. Okay. We don't. All right, cool. LeBron has lost the last... He's lost so many finals. You can beat LeBron if he's on a bad team. He's lost more finals than Houston's been to. It's true. Well, we've won more titles than Cleveland, so I don't... (laughs) If we're going to play that game. This is ridiculous. You literally can't talk to him. Where did we go with this conversation? I have no idea. We are dropping this. Uh, I swear if someone brings up one more basketball thing, I will throw something. Yeah. It's done. Somehow, Moving some, on. Somehow we got onto the conversation that LeBron and Kobe could play together. I think they could have. We're not talking about this. We are not talking about this. I'm up to here. We're done. We, we, we started oh, off. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Boss Lady Paul says we're done. So we're we done. Have to, we have to be quiet. No, I, I respect that. We're done. Moving on. Training camp. Mini camp. Cleveland Browns. Football. Exciting. Yeah. Let's talk about that. That's happening. Let's. Yeah. You guys know about that. Well, I mean, there's really not much to go on. Um, Hugh Jackson actually decided to wrap up minicamp early. Apparently, the coaching staff, they're really pleased with what they saw from the players. So, you can take that for what it's worth. It's nothing groundbreaking. I'm sure it's been done before. But I'll at least say that it's encouraging. It seems like 
hearing Hugh Jackson talk, he's a lot more encouraged about the talent that they have around them. And it's it, you don't have to be a football expert to understand that the Browns are immensely more talented than what they were last year. So yeah, so somebody somebody said it today, uh, and it, it was it was uh, I thought it was interesting that um, one of the reporters that's actually been around minicamp, they actually look like they're having fun. Like they're enjoying being around each other, and like we, we actually have like some bravado coming from the team, like Josh Gordon saying we're that we have the best receiving core in the NFL, and Jar- Jarvis Landry backing that up by saying he ain't wrong. And, you know that's. Do you, do you guys agree with that? Do you well, think that's can, to be seen. They have to prove that on the field. To be seen. Well, just on paper, like, do you think that that? I I mean, I can't even like I can't even say it on paper because Josh Gordon's played four games in the last yeah. three years. Yeah. Jarvis Landry, while he catches every he catches everything. He catches everything for like six, seven yards. Mm-hmm. Like he has he, last year, he had 115 catches for 900 yards. That's less than a nine-yard average. If you're a perennial, wide, perennial Pro Bowl wide receiver, you're usually averaging 15 yards a catch. But that's that could be just because the offense he was in. We'll see what he does this mm-hmm. year. But that's dude catches too. everything. Yeah, I mean that's that's the thing too. If a lot of people probably will make the argument, and I think you can make the argument that if Landry was in a different system, because people talk about him. Like, <coughs> When you talk about other people that play with him as well, it's like he's not a slot receiver. He's a legitimate wide receiver. So, you know, as far as system goes, hey. But, yeah, on paper, can't say. But it does seem, and that's and that says a lot for just bringing in all the new talent. Yeah. Guys who have been there, done that. Guys who have actually won football games, have been in winning cultures. How much of a difference it makes as opposed to literally wiping the slate completely clean in over two years putting together the youngest, most ex- inexperienced roster in the NFL, right. piloted by inexperienced, winless quarterbacks. Yeah, I mean, uh, Todd Haley said today, I was listening to, because uh, um, they wrapped up minicamp, they had the coordinators talking and everything. Todd Haley said, and he's coached Ben Roethlisberger, like, in a Super Bowl. He said that this is the best quarterback room, like, like not Tyrod Taylor's better than Ben. No. He said, as a position as a whole, like, the quarterback room, like, the quarterback roster depth chart is the best he's ever coached. I heard, I heard the same, at least snippet uh, from the interview. And what I took from that, I think along the line, same lines of what you're saying, because obviously all right, Ben Roethlisberger, as much as you hate the guy. Oh, yeah. He's a Hall of Fame quarterback. quarterback. Yeah, and also, absolutely. And also, Head and shoulders above Tyrod Taylor. Well, also, wasn't he with St. Louis? With Kurt Warner? Uh, Haley? I, th- I don't know if he was the offensive coordinator, but... He, but he's been... I yeah. believe he's been in the same room as Kurt Warner. Yeah. Like, he's been in that... Well, he was... Uh, no, he was. I think he was with Arizona. Oh, was that it? Was it Arizona? I think it was Arizona when Warner was there. When they went to the Super Bowl, I think. But at some point, like, he and, and Kurt then Warner... And he, uh, he was the head coach of the Chiefs. I don't remember who they had as quarterback. I don't know if Smith had gotten there yet. I don't think so. No, I think that was before Alex Smith. Yeah. But case in point... Oh, like, yeah, they had guys like uh, Trent Green and... Uh, shoot. Uh... uh uh, it's names on Matt Castle. Yeah, Matt Castle. Matt Castle. So, what I took from that, because obviously he's been around legit Hall of Fame quarterbacks, which yeah. Tyrod Taylor is not, and Baker Mayfield to be determined. But what I got from that is it, it sounds like there's a cohesion. Like yeah. the, all the quarterbacks, yeah. again, it's early. It sounds like they're on the same page. They understand yeah. their roles. and That's half the battle in the NFL yeah. is, is culture and... Uh, team chemistry. That is half the battle in the NFL. And it's, yeah, and it sounds like look Tyrod... At, I mean, look at look at the Eagles. The Eagles, last year, they lost their quarterback. Like, they're, he was he was arguably the MVP of the league before he got hurt. Easily. They were undefeated. He went down. Everybody's like, oh, they're done. Mm-hmm. Nope. 
they well they they ended up losing a couple games, but they went to the Super Bowl and Nick Foles beat Tom Brady in the Super Bowl. Not because Nick Foles is better than Tom Brady, because no. we all know he's not, because Tom Brady is arguably the greatest of all time, arguably. But they just they had this mantra about them and this just edge about them all year. That team was well, just it's almost like I don't know a lot of strategy, so I'm just going by what I observed. Like when they did that trick play right after yeah. Brady tried a similar well right. Patriots tried a similar play. Right. Like that's a type of I'm not gonna say arrogance, that's a type of like yeah. confidence and bravado that Cajones. like Yeah, yeah. No, literally. And that's like Cuyones. Like that's that's the type of thing that you need. That's a Jones. Cha- it's a it's a championship mindset. Yeah, well it's know. and also I think that's what the Browns are trying to build. Yeah. Which, which is exciting. Well the new what's the what's the new GM? Dorsey. Thing? I think Dorsey. I think he seems pretty cool. Yeah. Like he seems to be No, he, he has a track record. I mean, there are negatives against his procedures and there's reasons why he left Kansas City, but I mean as a whole as far as finding talent yeah. He has a good record. And just touching back on the quarterback room, though, as opposed to in the past where there really was no cohesion whatsoever. I mean, you just think about last year. And you have Deshaun Kaiser, who was not even supposed to be the starting quarterback. You have Brock Osweiler that was merely brought in just to acquire a draft pick. And you have Cody Kessler. $15 million second-round pick. And you have Cody Kessler, who got the, the brains oh. knocked out of him with so many concussions. Paul McCoy 2.0. Yeah. So it, there was literally, there was no direction. It was a, hey, yeah. we have Brock Osweiler. I guess we'll see if he can play. We drafted Deshaun Kaiser in the second round because I guess we're supposed to draft a quarterback. We don't even really know what we're going to do with right. him. He's not supposed to start. Right. Kessler, I guess you're here. Then Osweiler doesn't pan out. Kaiser gets thrown in. It, it's, it's just yeah. a mess. This year it's okay. Trade a pick. Tyrod Taylor, you're the starting quarterback. That's the first thing that they did. First thing that they did. Yeah. You're the starting quarterback. End of discussion. First pick. Well, we're getting a. Well, they did. They did sign. They did trade for. It was on the same day. They did trade for Landry first, and then they got Tyrod Taylor. But whatever. But but case in yeah, point, yeah, the yeah. first like move when it came to quarterback was yeah. Tyrod Taylor. Okay, yeah. You're the we're starter. getting the veteran in place before we go draft right. a quarterback. And it was right. clear, like everyone knew they were going to draft a quarterback, so you knew there was no secret and that's we, going to happen. Yeah, and we signed two veteran quarterbacks because. They want Tyrod Taylor to be the starter this whole year. And really, like, Tyrod Taylor's – he's taken Baker under his wing. He's showing him some stuff. But they want Tyrod concentrating on the team and moving forward and trying to have a good season. Mm-hmm. They signed Drew Stanton to basically be another quarterback coach. Yeah. Drew Stanton, hopefully, is never going to play. Hopefully. <laughs> I mean – Although people forget – Baker that- Mayfield is already the second quarterback on the depth chart. Yeah. He passed Drew Stanton up. And that's, that's, that's their plan. Yeah, and that's the thing. There's actually, you can just tell by the actions that there's a plan. In years past, you had no idea what their plan was at quarterback. Yeah. Nothing that they did suggested, hey, we're going to start this guy, and we're going to train this guy, and we're going to this, yeah. we're going to that. There was nothing. Yeah. This is clear as day. Tyrod's coming in to start. Yeah. Mayfield's going to develop behind him. Stanton's there as just you know the final pillar to help upbring right. so that Tyrod, even though it sounds like Tyrod really has taken to Mayfield just in being able to show him the game and stuff like yeah. that, but that's not his number one priority. That's right. Stanton's priority. And, and I think it, I think it shows, shows well on uh, Baker's attitude because, you know, we go back to it. A lot of people compared, tried to compare Baker to Manziel, and Manziel and Hoyer, when they drafted Manziel, were just – well, and, you know, and they would butt heads all the time, and rightfully so. Manziel was a blazy bum, and Hoyer was yeah. a hometown hero who had finally gotten his chance to be a starting right. quarterback. But then the can't really say the organization really. Jimmy Haslam, yeah, 
yanked the rug out from under his feet and said, like, we're drafting Manziel and we're going to force him in any chance we get. Yeah. So, of course, Hoyer is not going to – there's right. a number of reasons why he wouldn't take a liking to Johnny yeah. Manziel. Right. And that being one of them, it's like you're trying to take my job. Right. The ownership wants you to take my job. I don't want you to take my job. Yeah. I just got here. Yeah. So that's in the past, but just you know, bad examples yeah. of just. But bad it, it's all. Moves. It's also been good to see Baker's humility because he yesterday he said, like, he's still waiting for the game to slow down for him. Like the game is fast. Like mm-hmm. he's he's having he's having a little bit of an adjustment period trying to adjust to the NFL speed, and that's just in practice. Mm-hmm. But that's going to come with reps. That's going to come with with uh, game time and preseason. You know that. You know, watching more and more film with with professionals, yeah. I, I I'm not concerned at all with that. I, I think he's right where he needs to be. Like I, I would be concerned if he said, "Oh yeah, I've got this down." No, no, he, I should be starting. I got this down, Pat. Obviously, he wants to, but at the same time, like you said, it's clear at least now that he's accepted where he's at. And you know, for the quarterback position, honestly, especially at the pro level, the most important thing is your mind. Yeah. Being able to read coverages and adjust and things like that. Physically, you know, there's obviously there's still an adjustment. Right. But mentally, there's a massive adjust, adjustment going to the professional level. And it sounds a lot like for him, like that's the the speed of everything, the pace yeah. of everything. It's like that's what he has to get acclimated to, which is to be expected. He's a rookie quarterback. Yeah. So I, I mean, I, I'm super excited. Uh, training camp can't come soon enough. We've got six weeks, I think, till training camp starts. The team goes on their quote summer vacation for the next six weeks, uh, and then they come back at the end of July um, for training camp. I will be hopefully be going to. I, I want to get on Hard Knocks. I'm gonna bring a sign hashtag OTL. Oh, get ooh, on Hard Knocks. Oh, yeah, it's gonna happen. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm super excited. Um. Hugh Jackson was talking about how uh, Carlos Hyde has surpri- surprisingly to him has become a huge leader on offense, like a vocal leader, which I think is good. Um, Denzel Ward is already with the starters. Uh, Miles Garrett talked talked him up a lot about how he's um, how he's adapted to the pro game. Uh, Josh Gordon has given him tons of props. He's like, yeah, I didn't realize how fast he was, how how quick he is, how well he plays the ball. Um, so I know it was very controversial for the Browns to take him over Bradley Chubb, but I do think the Browns got a good one there. Yeah. So, and then hopefully their D-line can just stay healthy because, you know, with Garrett and Agba, you know, we're not really thinking about Bradley Chubb too much. So No, not really. When but healthy, I'm really excited. No, when healthy, you've got potential for two, you know, at least – you know, very solid quality, if not yeah. Pro Bowl, all star level defensive ends. They've got they've got guys competing for spots all over the field. Like, like I, I read, I read today that Jabril Peppers is not guaranteed to be a starter. No, like he he's, and kin, he and, he's uh, battling out Kindred. Well, because because last year Peppers have been playing a free safety, but that's not going to be his spot no. this year. Yeah, he's going to be playing uh, box safe, box strong safety. And that's like you said, one of those like, two. They're they're him and Kindred are essentially the same type of player. So mm-hmm. you're gonna get you're gonna get most likely the same. Um, I think Peppers has a little more explosive ability, he has more, more playmaking, but I think Kindred's a little more solid. I love Kindred. He's yeah. he's a really solid. Since we lost T.J. Ward, yeah, he's a really solid box hitting he gets safety. Hurt a lot, though. Yeah, that's true. But so, no, it's it's exciting. Um, it'll yeah. be cool to see how you know how, just how things progress. Obviously, try to get on hard knocks. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna. Uh, we're going to get into the Browns a lot uh, as training camp starts. Um, obviously, by then, we'll know what happens with LeBron. So, 
then we're not going to really have to talk about the Cavs very much. No. Um, and we're going to start getting more into the Indians as well because the season we're we're into summer now. Let's get into that part season of the year. To, they yep. won today, five to two. Um, Jose hit his twentieth home run. Jose, oh my word! Yeah. Jose, I, I, he's got to be in home run derby, right? I, he should be, right? I mean, he you're should what? probably be an MVP talk too. Well, right? absolutely. Yeah. All right, so how many games? They're not even halfway yet. How many games are they're, they? Right, they're, they're a little, getting low halfway. before halfway. But still, I mean, twenty home he's runs. He's on pace for forty-five home runs. That's nuts. And he, yeah, and he's a five-foot-eight, like one hundred and eighty-pound uh, third baseman. Crazy. Yeah. Which, by yeah. the way, it was the most amazing thing when you called his home run against uh, who was it? Remember, hey, remember when I called that Brantley Grand Slam? Grand Slam yeah, before hey, there was hey, anyone on base. Wait, who were uh, who were the who were the Cavs playing that night? I don't remember. Oh, the Raptors. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Did you hear that, Hannah? Yeah, Hannah. The Raptors. She still owes me a shot, by the way. Oh, Hannah, pay up. <laughs> Come on, get him a Raptors jersey, old school. No, 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 no. Right. Maybe rock, if LeBron, maybe if LeBron goes there. If so, LeBron goes to the Raptors. <laughs> But that's the thing about Cleveland Sports. Oh, man. All right. It's going to be interesting, though. That's the thing with Cleveland Sports and just really any sports Cleveland in Sports general. are never boring. That's like the one thing. It's Which like, is, yeah, it, yeah. It's a small mid-market like, but city. It's the fan base, too. That, that, the, it's the fan base, the sport, and it's just the, the drama. The sports are never boring. <laughs> so much No, drama. and as one dies we've, off, another yeah, one we, picks up. Like we've had, we've had, over the last quarter century, probably, not probably, we've had the worst football franchise in all the NFL. Yeah. Yes. But there's always things to talk about with the Browns. Right. Always. Always. There's always drama. Even nationally. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, it's ridiculous. So, yeah. All right. Well, how about we wrap up with some quick event coverage and we call it a night, guys. Yep. Sounds like a plan. Do it. All right. A couple. We have picked three three things to do this weekend. Of course, there's always more, but we picked three that look, piqued our interest. Uh, number one, Cleveland Beer Fest. This is the summer version, I believe, of the same festival that we went to in the winter. Yeah, sounds like. Um, there's 100 plus, plus breweries. It's taking place uh, this Saturday, June 16, at Jacob's Pavilion at Nautica. There's going to be, obviously, beer samples. Uh, I think you get how many samples? It's Well, ridiculous. when we went, it was like 20. 20 samples, 25-ounce samples with a but 30 to 50 nobody was ticket. nobody was taking tickets. No, that's the thing. So it's basically all-you-can-drink beer. Yeah, you can get whatever. Um, there's, and there's breweries from all over the country, the country. So it's really cool, really fun event. And this one's in the summer and outdoors. So that's really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, check it out. Check out prices. Prices are fluctuating depending on – there's a whole bunch of weird things that go into that. So you're going to have to check the link. Uh, the 2018 Best of Cleveland Live is going on. We talked about this earlier. This is Scenes. Uh, yes, event. Cleveland scene. Thursday, June twenty first. So next, a week from today, recording that is the recording day. Right. Uh, June twenty first. Shooters on the water from six to ten p.m. It's a taste. You get a taste of what was voted in Cleveland's best in twenty eighteen. There's food. There's drink. And there's live music. We'll Love shooters. A, we'll have a we'll have a link to that as well. It's a fun place if you've ever been there. Uh, the third one I picked is the I don't know how to pronounce this Larchmere Porch Fest. I, I believe it is. Yeah, that's um, I'm not going to read this whole thing I put on here. I don't know why I did that. Uh, it's June 16th. It's north of Shaker Square uh, in the east side, uh, mainly around Larchmere Boulevard. Basically, long story short, it's a it's a local fe- music festival. The, they play like on porches, like the house porches and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it begins at one. Uh, it begins at 1 p.m. Free admission. You just go. You can check out a whole bunch of live music, all types of different genres. There's going to be, of course, food stands and trucks. Uh, the purpose is to promote uh, the lo- arts and, and music and just kind of give these artists a, a little stage to, to do their stuff on. Um, it's a nonprofit. 
so yeah, you can go. Uh, we have a link where there's going to be a map of all the events, and you can go there to check more details out. So yeah, that's that's a wrap for the events this week. Yes, and uh, we can also include a link provided by uh, Cleveland Scene Magazine that has a list of some of these things that we've just mentioned, among other right. food and drink festivals going on this summer. We can post a link in the description yeah, of the episode. We'll do uh, you know, check it out. It's just a great way to get a good coverage yeah. of what's going on. Oh, one more thing I want to throw out there: the World Cup has kicked off. Uh, you can check our list that we had last year of the best uh, bars to check out uh, World Cup watch parties this year. And don't so. forget, uh, I mentioned Jordan today. Platform will have a watch party for the Germany Mexico, Germany, Mexico game. As will Old Angle because they always do because they're sorry. Viva Mexico! That's right, Viva Mexico! Uh, go Germany! Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, get out of here, Paul. All right. Uh, that's going to do it for us this week, right? Yeah. don't have anything else. No, no we, I'm sure we talked yeah, enough. We beat everything to hell to that this week. <laughs> we sure did. Had a little tension and everything. Oh, gosh. Oh. All right. Well, well, you did the intro, so. Oh, yeah. So, for Paul, for Dan, and for Jordan, we're living off the land. Um, and Jimmy. Oh, I was really like Lord. Okay. Wow. I, I, he doesn't talk. So I forget about Jimmy. Wow. Jimmy's actually the MVP because he does all the sound and he does all that stuff. So wow. he's a huge member of the team. I know. Apparently, I know. Not, apparently not well enough to get named. Well, <laughs> it's my first time doing the uh, the emceeing or whatever you want to call this. <laughs> DJing. I don't know what the word is. All right. Just end the show. <sighs> Bye. <laughs> Adios. All right, we'll catch you guys next week. Have a good one. Bye. Peace. Chaos.